Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back. And when I say we're back, I'm talking about all of us. A round of applause for Stu Stewart, who's back after a long uh, absence to do some back surgery. And he's looking good, and he's feeling good, yep. and he's back on the job. So uh, great to be back. The whole team is right here in the studio, and we got uh, Jonathan in the control room, and we got Rick Kearney, our certified diagnostic master technician. We got Nancy Stewart, my wife and co-host, and female advocate. The whole team here, championship team to defend you against the evil car dealers of the world. And we've been doing this for a long, long time. It's a good show. It's an exciting show. Probably the most exciting part of the show is our mystery shopping report. I won't say probably. It actually is. And uh, we've got another doozy today. It's a uh, new angle. Um, I'll tell you who we shop. We shop CarMax, the largest retailer of used cars in the world. And uh, as usual, uh, we, we did it for a reason. We try to come up with a new angle, a new twist, some new information to benefit you, the listeners, and the watchers to the show. Speaking of watchers, I don't have my list of telephone numbers here, so I know I'll get one shortly. But we rely on you, uh, the audience out there, the visual, the video audience, as well as the audio audience. I have it right here. I got and it. Even though I've been doing the show for 20 years, I can't remember the telephone numbers. That tells you something. I'm not sure what. But uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you don't call the show, it's just not as much fun. And it's not as informative. Because your questions are on the minds of thousands of other people. Even on our minds. Sometimes you ask questions we don't have the answers for. But we find them most of the time. And... Our favorite method of communication is the old-fashioned telephone. And that number is 877-960-9960. You might want to write that down uh, if you uh, haven't got a question right now. Probably don't. But as the show progresses, you know, we're on for two hours. We're on from 8 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. I give that Eastern Standard Time out because we're all over the country and the world for that matter. And uh, if you write the number down, 877-960-9960. When you think of something, give us, a, give us a call. We will prioritize your phone call. Telephones, it has the personality, the warmth. The per- you know, it's, it's, it's just more complete communication. I, I know it's old-fashioned. I know you, some, you folks are like I am. You, you text a lot. You email a lot. Uh, but there's nothing like the old-fashioned voice. 
a voice communicates something just in and of itself, even without the words. So let's hear from you, and we'll drop whatever we're doing, and we'll jump on the telephone. Nancy Stewart monitors all her phone calls on her laptop, and they come through the switchboard, and she will recognize you and your number and your location, and we stop what we're doing, we go to the telephone. So, 877 960-9960. Let's get those phone calls coming in. ASAP, 877-960-9960. And for you texters, and I I admit I'm a texter, I really, in my daily life, prefer texting because you can get more texts, you get back to them, it's not invasive. You know, you get a text, you get back to it a little bit later. Telephone, ring, 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 you got to answer the phone. So our text number for most of you probably, is 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And uh, we'll accumulate the texts. We don't get to them as quickly as we do the phone calls, but we'll get to them. And Stu is accumulating them on his uh, uh, list over there. And so before the show's over, we'll get to your text. 772, I'm sorry, 772 Four nine seven six five three zero, and probably our most. Uh, I don't know why YouTube is so popular. I mean, I guess I do. I mean, YouTube is YouTube. I mean, it's huge. Uh, so, YouTube.com forward slash Rolling Cars and Rick Kearney to my right, also our expert on technical matters. Rick Kearney accumulates the YouTubes. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars have a huge number of great YouTubers out there. And uh, in the past several weeks, we've been getting more YouTube comments than anything else. And there's Facebook. Uh, Stu monitors the Facebook.com now that he's back. And Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. So we're streaming. And uh, you can see how pretty I am, especially since I got my face fixed. And uh, no more bandages, no more stitches. And here I am. I'm pretty. Yay. <laughs> so uh, closure. Uh, tune us in. You can see us visually, hear us audio-wise, and your comments are really what make this uh, show interesting. I'm going to uh, turn the mic over to Nancy Stewart, my co-host, and uh, we've been studying all morning. We get up early on on Saturday mornings. We go over the automotive news. We go over newspaper clippings. I mean, we do our preparation, and so. Uh, we're prepared for you. you give, us, give us your best shot. Ask your hardest questions. And Nancy Stewart has a special offer. I've never heard of any other radio show or any show that does this. But we do something crazy to encourage you ladies out there to call the show. And it's working because we have a lot of great, extremely intelligent, interesting lady callers. Thanks to Nancy. Nancy, the mic is all yours. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars. You're a big part of the show. We appreciate your company and your communication, whichever you choose uh, to get in touch with us. Uh, <coughs> there's a whole lot to get to for the next two hours. Uh, I have a question for everyone. Uh, are you still waiting for your vehicle? Uh, has it been delayed in any way? would love to hear from you. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. For the ladies this morning, as usual, 
we have $50 for the first two new female callers. Take advantage of that. Give us a call and uh, share your experience with us, whether you purchased, lease, uh, whether you went in for service, anything at all, or just give us a hi, a hello, and uh, we will welcome you with open arms. 877-960-9960, and the text number is 772-497-6530. And don't forget your anonymous feedback. We'd love to hear from you from your anonymous feedback Dot com and uh, also take advantage of Earl's vigilantes go to Earl on cars and uh, sign up and uh, you can help somebody in your community we'll talk more about that later now back uh, to the well we're going to go right to the phones we have a couple of callers that have been holding we'll take John's call from <coughs> Jupiter first good morning good morning good John. morning thank you very much thanks for taking my call um, Earl, uh, you and I have just uh, met a few times and chatted uh, very informally. We have the same eye doctor. So oh. one of, one of uh, your old long time ago employees has worked at my firm. I'm now retired, but for the last, gosh, 25 years. So we have that in common. We've chatted about that a few well, times. Give Dr. Middleman a uh, plug. He's a, a, exactly. he's a great we doctor, can. isn't he? I, I tell you, Earl, I love my new cataract, uh, you know, my new uh, lenses. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gosh, change, you know, my golf game's not any better, but, you know, <laughs> it, it may eventually come around. Anyway, thanks for taking my call. I have a question. I own a 2010 um, Corvette uh, Coupe and uh, like the little old lady who just go, went to church on <laughs> Sunday for the last whatever it is now, uh, 12 years, I've pretty much just gone to and from the golf course here in Jupiter. So I've got about oh, 47,000 miles on the car. Wow. And it's in very good shape. Um, so I went, I'm, but I am thinking it's time to move on to something else. And in terms of selling it, um, I have no idea at this point what, if I want to buy a new car or what, so I don't really know. But I, I'm just trying to determine the value of the car. So I went to uh, Black Book Online mm-hmm. and looked at the retail, wholesale, loan, etc. And I guess that's my first question. Um, and then it, the next will deal with their ratings of extra clean, clean, clean. But what should I look at? Uh, for the best number for the real value that I could get for my car I'd, on Black Book, would it be wholesale or loan or retail? I, I, I think you. Sh- I don't think you should be using Black Book right now. Um, the uh, used car market is in such flux. Um, we watched it right up to historic highs in the last couple of years, and now it's coming down pretty fast. Um, so the Black Book is a little publication. I know you might get it online, but the, the best way to get the value for your car is just to get bids from um, three, three different buyers, um, an online source, a CarMax, um, maybe a Chevy dealer, too, because um, it's a Corvette, because mm-hmm. uh, that's going to give you a real yeah. number. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So um, I, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry, but so really, um, you know, if, if it's really not that accurate, or, or the best uh, measure, then I really don't need to worry about, I, I'm assuming extra clean, just cross it out, that no one's going to give you extra clean. But for example, with my car, given the mileage, you know, you can adjust the base the Black Books mentions, 
And so it adds about close to $4,000 to the base. Is that legitimate no. given no, my no. What, what, yeah, was See, the, the people that are going to be buying the car are not going to use Black Book. They're not going to look at that at all. Yeah. They're going to look at the Mannheim market reports, which is which are the actual, the in real time transactions across the country um, at, the, uh, at, at all the various auctions. And even right now, that's kind of uh, sketchy because the, the MMR value today will not be the MMR value in, in a couple of days. Yeah, Mannheim is the largest auction. It's like almost a monopoly. They're all over the country. And uh, that's the most common referred to wholesale uh, version of uh, used car prices that you're going to find. Uh, there's also within markets, still with the uh, we use. I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the service we use for pricing. Oh, uh, um, it's V Auto. V Auto, yeah. yeah. V Auto is more regional, and uh, we we we'd be glad to check it for you on V Auto. They give you a range of what the prices would be within a geog- geographic area, zip code area, and so between yeah. V Auto and Mannheim Auction, you can get a real accurate price on what you on what that Corvette worth. Uh, by the way, the the prices are coming back, and Corvette never got hit too bad uh, compared to everything else. And a, a gym, pristine car like you have, 47,000 miles, 12-year-old car, uh, you should get a, a pretty good price for it. Okay, okay. And you did mention, I have actually, I was handling my mother-in-law's estate a few years ago, and I sold her, but it was an older Honda Accord. I sold that to CarMax. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I thought I got a reasonably fair price, but it's not as nice as cars I had. So I don't know if that's a good. So you said go to CarMax and who? Uh, we buy any auto. What about? Oh, well, I'm. I'm we I'm, buy any car. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned CarMax because we we did go to CarMax. That's our mystery shopping target uh, that uh, Stu uh, set us up for and, and wrote the report on. Uh, and so that comes at the end of the show. But the reason we shopped them, John, was that uh, they are very heavy in their inventory, meaning that they brought in a lot of cars, traded them in and bought cars uh, in the past when the used car prices were a lot higher. Now, the used car prices came down, but CarMax, surprising to me, uh, didn't adjust. Uh, we did, and and, and you're, you're more... Uh, uh, progressive dealers recognized the fact that the wholesale market uh, was was coming down, and uh, we we adjusted our prices by writing them down. Carmax we found out did not. So right now Carmax is very very careful when they buy a car because they're already they're already too heavy in their inventory. I would still I still get a price from them just like I would WeBuyAnyCar.com and Carvana. But even Carvana is having huge financial problems. They are on the verge, mm-hmm. actually, of bankruptcy. So your best bet, when Stu says shop it around, I'd go to three Chevrolet dealers, and at least three, and I think they would fight over your car. I think uh, that would be a pristine uh, car for okay. their lot. And if I, uh, yeah. if I were you, I'd go online maybe do four or five Chevrolet dealers. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I'd still need to obviously take the car to them and yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and let them look at it and all that good stuff. But okay. And and, and again, the Mannheim and the V Auto though, uh, someone who's not a dealer cannot. You probably subscribe to those, Correct. so I couldn't access those, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, we could for you. Okay. We, we, I mean, if you want to give Stuart or me a call or Nancy, we'll get. Uh, okay. We could get well, your Mannheim number. 
Well, that'd be wonderful. I, I won't, you know, how about maybe early in the week? Do you have a number I could call or, or use your text actually, here that you actually announce on? You could just call the dealership and ask for me um, or, uh, okay. or Jason Stewart. Um, Jason Stewart is my brother, and he'd be the one who would okay. be helping putting the value on your on your Corvette. Okay. Well, you're very kind. I, I will uh, do that. Maybe then I'll get rid of it and come buy a Toyota. So. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Great. Yeah, John, All you right, couldn't be in a, in a better position right now. Uh, you're in yeah. a great position to negotiate. Yeah. Uh, so take sure. advantage of it while you very can. Good. Thank you. Enjoy your show. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. So. 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. As I said earlier, your anonymous feedback is pretty important. You can, you know, use that um, as a way of communicating with us. And we're going to go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to Maxine from Melbourne, Florida. She's a first-time female caller. Uh, no, she's not. She's uh, she all she called before. Maxine, good morning. Welcome back. Oh, good morning. No, I didn't call before. <laughs> well, all right, was, then you're was, fifty bucks richer. Okay, that's good. That's good. I like that. <laughs> you you are a first time caller. Oh uh, yes, I am. Oh yeah. great. I had sent a. I sent you, a uh, before we get started, Maxine, I want to let you know that you can leave your contact information with uh, Jeremy in the control room. Uh, it is the only way I can get you a check. Uh, there's no other way for me to get your contact information. And when okay. you do that with Jeremy, uh, he'll mm-hmm. pass that to me, and I will write the check out and send it to you. What can we okay, do for you this you morning? Do I just stay on the phone when I'm done talking yes. to you? Is that- That's okay. right. All right. Okay. First of all, I apologize for my voice. My allergies are killing me, but other than that. Um, I had sent a text message in oh, weeks ago, and I got a reply back from someone from your show said I should call in. Um, last October of 21, I went to a car dealer, and I was looking at a Kia Soul, and I told him when I got there that um, if I have a mobility lift on the back of my car, and I told him if I can't put it on the Soul, I can't buy the car. He said, oh, that's not a problem. And uh, he said, uh, well, let's see if your financing goes through. And if it does, we'll put a hitch on it and get you hooked up. And so we did that. I didn't take the soul for a drive or nothing because I knew what it was and I wanted one. Well, about three days later, he called me back and said, I'm sorry, we can't put a hitch in your lift on the soul. It's too small. And I said, okay, well, at least I tried. He said, well, come on up, and we'll see what else we can find for you. So I get there, and he starts, he says, well, come back to my desk. He said, I got good news and bad news. And I said, well, first of all, you shouldn't have any news, but what is it? He said, well, you own the soul, and we own your car. And you can't leave here today with your car. Wow. And I'm like, okay. Hmm. This, he pressured me and pressured me. So he, I literally had me in tears at one point. Um, I'm a senior citizen. I'm disabled. Um, he just, he, I felt like I was backed into a corner. And I know better. I mean, I, I got, I'm not dumb, you know what I mean? I knew that I was being done wrong. Yeah. But he had me to the point I couldn't think straight and get myself straightened out to get out of this situation. 
I found out later all I had to do was go out and get to my car and leave, and he couldn't have done a darn thing to me. But, um, and I, I tried talking to lawyers. Nobody would talk to me. I got stuck with a car with a $500 car payment. Wow. Because instead of trading my car in, he traded in that new Kia Soul in on this Kia Sportage. I ended up owing, I owe way more than it's worth. Um, I still owe $30,000 on the car after making over a year's worth of payments on it. Um, I said to him, I said, okay, number one, I said, as you can see, my health isn't all that good. I said, what if I get to the point where I can't work anymore? I said, how am I going to make the car payment? I said, I can't do this. And I said, well, what if I lose my job? He says, well, if you lose your job, you can always get a job at Publix. That's and what I they said, said to you? How am I gonna, pardon? That's what he said to you? Oh, yeah, it gets better. And I said, well, how, did you, how am I going to work at Publix? I can't stand any length of time. So then he says, well, he says the other thing, he said, if you quit eating out at um, fast food restaurants, he said, I'm sure you'd save enough money to make your car payment. I said, excuse me, what did you I just say to me? I can't believe that. I mean, I believe that. That's a, that's a stop. Max, Maxine, uh, would you mind telling us the name of the dealer? Uh, sure. At the time, it was Coco Kia. It's now Jackson Kia. Uh, uh, where is that located? Melbourne. I'm not familiar with it. Melbourne. Melbourne. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't heard of them. Yeah, well, we're not Coco familiar with them either. Yeah, it's, up, it's up at Coco, yeah. What, what, which attorney, uh, you, 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 how many attorneys did you try to reach? Uh, I'm a, you, you have an extremely good case. And uh, I'm surprised. I we do know there's a problem sometimes with attorneys if they don't see the monetary potential. Yeah. But I see uh, I see pretty good monetary potential here for them. Uh, how many did you try? I called. I don't know how many. I called probably about four. Yeah. Four of them or so, and they all. Everybody I talked to said, "Oh, we don't handle cases like that." Yeah. And I finally just gave up, and I went around to I think every car dealer in Bavard County. <laughs> trying to get someone to, you know, let me trade it in on something cheaper, but I couldn't, nobody would touch it because it's an upside-down loan. Mm -hmm. Maxine, but, uh, you should file a complaint with the Department of Motor Vehicles, the Florida Department of Motor Vehicles. Um, uh, there's a forum on our website, on our earlandcars.com, uh, um, you can download a form for a complaint to the Department of Motor Vehicles. Uh, you would try to contact them by phone or do that complaint. They have a lot of power. What 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 they've done here is uh, uh, it is a pretty severe violation. Uh, one of your problems may be that the salesman will deny uh, what he said and what he did. If, if if he was if he if he was to tell the truth about what he did, that would be a very serious violation. The Department of Motor Vehicles can actually revoke uh, the Kia dealer's license. They can uh, fine them. They can suspend the license, and that would be the quickest way to get uh, the dealer's attention. You need to get uh, through also to the owner of the dealership or the general manager, the okay. salesman is... Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I did that. I did that when it was Coco Kia. I went up and I talked to I talked to him. He said, you know, well, there was nothing... They told me there was nothing they could do. Then it, it's under new ownership now. And I took my uh, 
son-in-law with me, and uh, he was out of town when I bought this car, and that's, that's kind of why I got, you know, if he'd have been with me that day, this probably wouldn't have happened to me. But uh, he uh, went with me, and we went up and spoke to the new manager up there, and he said, well, that was under different ownership. I said, that's beside the point. You still have that same guy working for you. Mm-hmm. He still has the same desk. He's still here. I said, and if he did it to me, do you think I'm the only one he's going to do that to? And But they, they, nobody would talk to me up there. Well, we'll we'll try to help you on this, uh, Maxine. If you if you can get us the specifics, the name of the dealer and the name of the salesperson, uh, if you can uh, you can text that to us or call us and give us that information, we'll try to get you uh, an attorney that will help you. Uh, it uh, and I also think that you really need to file that complaint with the Department of Motor Vehicles. Uh, uh, this is a terrible wrong they've done you, and it needs to be corrected, and we'll help you any way we can. Okay, the other the other thing is, I lost my job the beginning of the year. January 1st, mm, I lost my sorry, job. Sorry, real sorry. So now I'm to the point where I can't afford this payment, and I'm going to have to let the car go back to the bank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I just, I'm, I, I don't know what else to do. Maxine, uh, uh, this is Nancy. Uh, You you know, uh, we realize you're in a bad position right now, uh, but I have a question for you. When you were spoken to about your options for employment uh, by the salesperson, uh, were you alone? You mean at the car dealership? Yes. Uh, Yeah, yeah, we were. It was just him and I at the desk. Okay, so you're, um, did you say you're? brother-in-law or your nephew was with you when you went back in yeah he went with me when we went back up yeah we went back up to see if they would uh, okay so you were spoken to while you were alone you know maxine uh this goes on more often than uh, anyone wants to admit and it's unconscionable and uh, i i truly am sorry for you and there is no reason for anyone to be taken advantage of whether they have a job don't have a job whether they're upside down anything you mm-hmm. must be respected, whether you're a man or a woman. And this gentleman, and I use the term loosely, he was definitely out of line. And please, yep. Maxine, that information you're going to give me for contact, please give Jeremy the information that Earl just asked you for. Mm-hmm. It will help us out tremendously. Our voices must be heard. There are too many dealerships out there now that still exist and base their sales on this intimidation. Yep. So please get me yep. your information. I did talk. I've talked, like I said, I think I talked to every dealership in Bermuda County. And I tell you what, I can't tell you. The one I remember this one salesman, he said, you know, we get a bad rep anyway. He says, but when somebody, and he gave him a name, he says, treat someone like you like that. He said, all that does is make the rest of us look even worse. Exactly. It spreads quickly. Maxine, uh, I can't thank you enough for calling. Uh, It was great hearing from you. Please stay in touch, and please stay on the line and give Jeremy the information that we need. I, I most definitely will. I did have one attorney tell me to blast him on social media, and I just I just did that when I lost my job, and I'm like, well, here I go. Now I'm going to lose my car. 
you know, ruined my credit. I got good credit. Now my credit's going to be ruined because of him. And um, I, I put his picture on even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, exactly. But, Again, uh, thank you. Uh, we have another caller waiting. I'd okay, love to talk okay. to you further, uh, but we're out of time. Have a wonderful okay. weekend. I, I appreciate it. And uh, there's some, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Stay in touch with us, please. Okay, I will. Thank you. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And as I said earlier, your anonymous feedback, take advantage of that youranonymousfeedback.com and uh, there's no better time than right now for you to le- read Earl's latest uh, column uh, don't let dealers steal your discount on a new car go to Earl on Cars and take a look at that column uh, there's a whole lot of information in that uh, in that column and also the uh, last one was it's time it's time to begin the car buying process and uh, also a wonderful, a great read for these times that we're in that are so volatile. And again, you can go to Earl on Cars for all that information. We're going to stay with the phones. We're going to go to Boca, uh, where I believe we have uh, Deck holding. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's, it's tough to come in after that. That was a heavy call. Very uh, sensitive call. But yeah. Mine is not... Mine is not like that, I think. Um, can I, I please have a question? I, I bought a 2007 Lexus RX350 from a private person, and the car is wonderful. I knew everything. I had a pretty good idea, uh, you know, when I bought it, what I saw. But the front dash was cracked and kind of soft. So I figured I'd call Lexus and see what they will do about it. So when I called Lexus, they said there was a recall on it, but the recall finished in 2017. Yeah. My question is, do I have any recourse on that? I, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's, pretty, that's, that's pretty far out of the, of the time range. Uh, uh, you, you tried, and, and they turned you down, but... Uh, if you were the original owner, you'd have a, a better chance. The fact that you're not the original owner hurts, and the fact that you know, the car is 15 years old. Uh, there was a chronic problem with auto dashes, Lexus, Toyota. Uh, a lot of cars were having problems, especially in Florida, with cracked dashes. And we had ca- cases with our customers where Toyota would go back several years and repair a dash, even though technically it was out. But you're pushing the limit when you go back 15 years. Okay. That's what I thought, but I... I'm glad to hear it from the professional. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I have to give you the bad news, but I think that would be uh, it'd be just uh, probably a waste of time for you. And, uh, no sense of doing that. You're the uh, one that got the uh, whole I thing know. going uh, with Toyota, um, with uh, the, the cracked and melting dash problem. Um, it was a problem. Our customers were bringing it in, yeah. and it wasn't being acknowledged, and then they finally started paying attention and fixed it. Yeah, we, had, we got some publicity on it. I went to channel WPTV Channel 5, they came out and did a uh, a special story on the cracked ashes. So, uh, you know, we, we, we take uh, pride in the fact that 
we probably created the attention, national attention, eventually, where these cracked ashes became. We thought it was just Toyota, and suddenly Honda had them, and Lexus had them, and pretty soon a lot of car car manufacturers admitting they had, apparently they're buying their dashes from the same supplier, and in the Sunbelt states like Arizona, Florida, they were cracking. The way I got uh, the media's attention is our customers were complaining the dashes not only cracked, but they melted to some extent, the hot sun, and they would get a slick look <coughs> on the dash, so the sun coming in would reflect off the melted dash and became a safety issue. So once you say safety issue to an auto manufacturer, they get really frightened. Their lawyers say, you better do something about it. So that's how we th- we got to our attention. You know, it, it, now that I, I, I go over that, uh, uh, you might consider one last shot maybe go in writing uh, to Lexus and just say that your dash is reflecting the sun based on the you know the condition and it's creating a, a, a danger to you when you drive I don't think you're I don't think it'll work but you put in this much time you might give it a try wow that's incredible that's uh it sounds like a terrific idea worth a try good luck to you call us back next week well, and let us know how you did thank you you're welcome. Thank you. I will indeed, and thank you. What a great show you have. Thank right. you very much. You're welcome. Keep listening. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to talk to Paul, who's calling us from Lake Worth. Good morning, Paul. Hey, good morning, guys. Hiya, hiya. Happy, uh, happy Saturday. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Cool. I, I, I think it's interesting that uh, you're you're going to be shopping CarMax today. Yes. And I, I just happen to be of the philosophy that in the spite of everything, I think a buyer out there can still find a later model, really good used car for a fair price. Mm-hmm. So here's my question. Manufacturers certified used cars. Uh, and, you know, why does one car qualify for a certified program and others not. You know, same year, same model, same mileage, same dealer. What's the criteria? Well, the the, the dealer has to want to certify the car. It's a, it's a cooperative program between the manufacturer and the dealer. Now, the manufacturer sets up criteria, year, condition, and mileage. And you have to go through a checklist uh, for a uh, manufacturer-certified car. And when you go through the checklist, if, it, if, if you fix the things that need to be fixed and it qualifies mileage and time-wise, uh, then you can certify it. But to certify it, you have to pay the manufacturer a certain amount of money. Now, uh, that, that would, is probably the answer to your question. Some dealers choose not to certify, and some dealers do certify. Uh, okay, well, but what I'm saying is, like, uh, for example... Uh, a Lexus dealer has a certified Lexus of 2020 and another 2020. Mm-hmm. So why would he not, if, if the vehicle is still un, under warranty to begin with, why wouldn't he fix what needs to be fixed to make it manufacturer certified? Well, if, if, it, if the mileage and condition uh, qualify it to still be under warranty, uh, yeah. uh, there's no reason why he shouldn't. I'm, uh, it's still his choice. It, it isn't a very smart choice, in my opinion. Uh, 
the it could be all about the money, uh, depending on how much he has in that other vehicle. He might have, uh, he, yeah, yeah, he might have allowed too much money or paid too much money for that other vehicle, and he doesn't want to add another six hundred dollars to his cost because it'll cut into his profit when he sells the car. Uh, here's what I advise people on certified cars: I say, if you have a car that qualifies for certification, and you take it to your independent mechanic to check out. Don't spend the money to have it certified. Just go ahead and buy the car. If it qualifies for certification and you've had it checked out by your independent mechanic, you save the money that the dealer would be charged you extra because he had to pay the manufacturer to certify it. Because the extra warranties that you can get with certified, the, the, the free one is a powertrain warranty, which you're most likely never, never going to take advantage of. And then the extra warranty that you can get, it's a good deal, but you have to pay for it. Yeah, all right. Okay, yeah. good. Because in the case of a Lexus certified vehicle, the the certified warranty, at least on paper, uh, looks to be just as good as anyone else's new car warranty. Oh yeah, it, it covers the same thing. It's comparable to the Lexus uh, new car warranty, yeah. and the same with all the manu- manufacturers. Cool. Okay. Thank and you and so when much. you're buying a Lexus, you're buying a very good vehicle. And my philosophy, this is just my personal philosophy, when you buy a top-quality car like a Lexus, uh, you really don't need uh, the warranty. I mean, you, you take care of the car, you do the factory-recommended maintenance, and the chances are you'll never use the warranty. So it's, it's like a peace-of-mind expense. Yeah, and, and that's all it is. It's a peace-of-mind thing. And, and when, you buy, when you buy a really high-quality car, that has been, you know, uh, gone over by Consumer Reports, and everybody says, oh, boy, this is a good one, you can still get a good value. Yes, absolutely. Cool. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome, Paul. Thank you for the call. Uh, Stick around, folks. Later on in the show, we're going to – we have the mystery shop coming up with – Carmax of Royal Palm Beach, Angel and Lightning, went out and did a great job again. And, and of course, the Spy Master General is right here with us this morning. And uh, we're all going to welcome him again. Welcome, Stu. Hello. It's good to be back. <laughs> I was, it was a, quite a surprise seeing you walk through that front door. I didn't give an announcement ahead of time, but listening to you guys on the radio at home, I got a serious case of FOMO. So I'm glad I'm back. <laughs> Oh, okay. Are you ready for uh, Amory's uh, yes. kickoff text? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. We got a text from Amory. She says, good morning. What would you recommend the best time for customers to get insurance when they buy a car? Just after papers are signed, right before they take delivery, when they get around to it? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, you you want to do it before you take the car home. And, uh, uh, and, the, and the dealer should really push you on that because they're, they're at risk also. I mean, with the lender, assuming you finance the car, you want to be sure you've got the proper insurance on it because the lender requires that. So, yeah, by all means, before you drive the car home, yeah. be sure you have security your insurance. I would also add, I would feel more comfortable and advise that you don't, don't put the insurance on the car until you've signed everything in the finance office so there's no more um, surprises. A lot of people get very invested in the purchase, and you can you could put the insurance on as soon as you have the VIN number in, in the description of the car. And if imagine doing that, and then an hour later, you're in the finance office, and in your mind, you've owned it, you're insured that car, and it's a lot harder to say no to some of the pitch. So I'd wait till you're done signing all the papers and before you drive off. And speaking of insurance companies, that's reminded me that Nancy 
uh, read an article to me, and uh, I think it was Automotive News, that uh, I think State Farm or Allstate, uh, a couple of the insurance companies have stopped insuring uh, Kias and Hyundais right. that are easy to steal. And, and the speculation is yeah. that other insurance companies might be doing the same thing. So if you folks are thinking about buying a Kia or a Hyundai, check to see if it's on the list of it's easy to steal. You might want to check with your insurance company before you buy the car. Yeah, great okay. advice. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump ahead to Bob from Naples, but actually he's Bob from the north coast of Cuba. He's on a cruise ship right now, <laughs> just off of Cuba. Really? Oh. Yeah. Up. He's we having never a had great a call time. from Cuba before. No, technically he's in international <laughs> waters, I'm imagining. <laughs> so, um, Bob says, hope you are all well. Uh, question, for us snowbirds, if we were to leave a car unused for six months in Florida, what things should we do to the car? Uh, it would be in a covered carport. And again, that's Bob from Naples. And this sounds like a Rick question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first thing I would do is find a neighbor or family member and have them come over about once every two to three weeks and take the car out for about a five mile test drive. If you can't do that, the next best thing you can do is get a solar powered trickle charger. Even though it's in a carport, you're still gonna get quite a lot of of reflected solar radiation coming in. And those solar powered trickle chargers can keep your battery charged up and help keep the car in good shape for you. I I gotta stop you there. You telling me, that a solar power trickle charger will work in the garage? No, carport. He said a carport. Oh, carport. Carports are generally open on at least two or three sides. Therefore, you get sunlight it's does get reflected in. Okay. Yeah, I had a carport in my last house, first house. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. and, and just the reflected light was enough to... Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't have not, a charger. I don't know if that's yeah. true. In, in a garage, <laughs> however, <laughs> just get a trickle charger that plugs in the wall. And that actually will help keep your battery yeah. charged up and keep the computer systems alive. I like um, the idea of having the neighbor do it. Um, we've talked about having trickle chargers, but m- there's more benefit than just getting the, the, the everything charged absolutely. up. Absolutely. You get fluids and other stuff. Uh, also, what you're gonna wanna have them do is once a month check the tire pressures because six months time, you're gonna come back to flat tires. And it can also create what's called a flat spot on the tire because it's sitting in yep. one position for a long time. When you go to drive the car, for probably the first 20 or 30 minutes, you might hear this thump, thump, thump noise as it keeps hitting that flat spot. Yeah. Uh, also, your brake pads can actually start to rust just a little bit to the rotors and actually lock up to where you may have an issue with getting the brakes to work properly, and they'll be extremely noisy after sitting for a length of time. So the best option really is to have a family member or friend that can come over and just exercise the car a little bit. Yeah, I wonder what the d- situation will be with uh, electric vehicles now. Like with a full charge, could it sit there idle for six months? I know you'd still have the issue with the, t- the flat spots on the tire, but could a Tesla S, Model S, charge up and sit for six months and still be drivable? I think you'd still see some issues with the batteries because the Tesla still has a 12 volt system for the computers to keep the memory alive even while the car okay, is turned yeah. off. Does, and that and, does it have a separate 12-volt battery for that? Uh, yes, they do. Okay, like a regular car. And I would suspect that you're going to see those uh, draw down over time. If you don't run Tesla for six months, 
I think it would run. That battery would wear out. One other thing, uh, you've always talked about the wireless or the keyless remote yeah. uh, battery, and you want to be sure you keep that away from the car so it doesn't keep trying to reach the car. Yes, yeah. minimum 20, 20 to thirty feet, with at least one or two walls between the key and the car, yeah. will keep the the two from trying to communicate back and forth. Yeah. So you, you want know, to put that, just... You want to take that with you, or put it away from the car so yeah there was a lot of our listeners that were you know unaware of that rick and that was great advice that you gave out on more than one occasion about the remote and uh, also to uh the person that's on the cruise uh you know i've uh, left earl and i have left for two weeks and i've come home to a dead battery so it's key what you said you know you should really find someone who will run your car at least not around the block but for several miles uh, just to as you said give us some exercise that's great advice warm up the engine and just exercise it basically yeah. and yeah. Stu, i did not know that about the electric vehicle you know i just thought that was a shoe in you could just leave it sit that's what, that's what i was thinking but i got thrown off the uh, course with the 12 volt battery that they have it just like oh. i should have known because the, the hybrids have a 12 volt plus the hybrid battery. well and mm. a quick word here from donovan he says uh flat spots would definitely be an issue but the 12 volt battery is lithium and the main battery lose only about one percent every three weeks and he says all Teslas have a 12 volt lithium battery, but not all EV makers do this. Okay. So I, I would still be concerned about that 12 volt battery. Yeah. And even on a Tesla, I'd say it's still a good idea. Get it out and drive it a little bit. Let, let things exercise. Mm-hmm. Cars aren't meant to be sitting. And, they need uh, air. We'll, we'll take a yeah. moment to thank Donovan. You know, he's such a big part of the show. He's, uh, he's, you he's, know, a, I'd, I'd he's patched us in a lot of information. We've covered that pretty well. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have some anonymous feedback. Um, it says, and we don't know who sent it. Um, how would the out-the-door price be impacted if I order the car in 2022 and it arrives in 2023? I don't know how much it would be impacted from 2022 to 2023. Depends on when it arrives. We're anticipating new car prices that come down throughout the year, um, later on in the year, um, following the, this used car decline. So. I think your out-the-door price would most likely go down. For example, if you bought a car, um, I'll use our dealership for an example, uh, bought a car, ordered it um, in December last year in 2023, and it comes in later in the year, and if prices have come down, and we're gonna be, we'll be following the market, and we're going to want to stay on this low end. We'll be below MSRP then, whereas now we're anticipating you know deliveries now are done at MSRP. But when the prices come down, um, it should follow the market prices. If you have a, if you have an order with a dealer that is going to try and keep you to the MSRP or the above MSRP price six months from now when prices come down, don't buy the car and, and don't worry about it. There'll be plenty of cars to choose from. Well, that. if you uh, easier said than done. I mean, uh, <laughs> if, if you bought a car and you put a deposit down, signed a contract, uh, you know, you bought a car and uh, yeah, you can. But not until you drive it off the lot in Florida, at least. Well, no, that's not exactly that's not entirely true. That's that's part of the full consummation. But if you sign a contract and you put a deposit down, uh, for sure you don't get the deposit back. Right. And uh, in terms of the dealer forcing you to buy the car, that's another issue. But technically, uh, he has a case. So, yeah, be careful if you 
if you're buying a car today, you, you don't want to, you have to realize you can't be locked in for the price. So clear that up. Say, I'm giving you this, I'm signing at this price. If prices come down, I want you to understand I'd like to have the lower price. And then you have to get that in agreement and that way you're locked in. Great advice. And uh, it's all free, folks. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Mimi from Miami, um, I'm sorry we couldn't get to you in time. I promise if you call back, we'll interrupt what we're doing and we'll take your call. We're going to go to John in Palm City. Welcome back, John. Hey, John. You there? Yes, John Lindner. Yes. Hello. Welcome, John. Yes, I just want to uh, give a little advice. The gentleman with the 2010 Corvette, I would recommend that he goes to the newsstand and pick up the Bible of the collector car industry. It's a publication called Hemmings Motor News. It comes out once a month. He'll get a general idea. There'll be other Corvettes advertised in there, and he may want to send an ad in himself if he's willing to wait a few. And that's a good publication to get a general idea of what his car might be worth. Right. I also want to, we all need a good cheering moment with everything's going on with spies and balloons and interest rate raises. We all need an uplift. And I want to recommend a place that I just went to this week, a museum. It's an art museum in Vero Beach. And they have a special exhibit till April 30th called Art Deco. And it has 20 of the most beautiful cars, the rarest cars in the world. Mm. Cars are on loan from General Motors, Chrysler, Auburn Court, Duesenberg Museum, mm. uh, Peterson Museum from California. I've never seen assembly of such fantastic, mostly cars in the 30s, on one display. And it's Bureau Museum, Bureau Art Museum. And it's just it's held till April 30th. And it's an experience. We all need a good uh, museum visit and automobile uplift in life. Well, that's great news. And my favorite expression is, boy, that's a doozy. And I've never seen a Duesenberg. I might want to drive up there. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that expression comes from the Duesenberg car? Exactly. With a doozy? Exactly, yeah. Whoa. (laughs) That's the best thing I ever learned on this show. Vans that you and I have never even heard of, uh, like a Ruxton, a Corsair, a Panhard, a Tatra, which is a Czechoslovakian car, mm-hmm. uh, a Graham, a Talbert. I mean, you name it, a Stout Scarb. There's a car there even that has a steering wheel in the center part. You could <laughs> buy it, and you could get a left-hand or a right-hand drive or a center. There's another car that has tables and chairs inside the car. Wow. It's just unbelievable. Gosh. And fantastic restored cars, one-of-a-kind and it's just an experience, and it's well worth to visiting. And what's That's the name? Vero Museum, Art Museum. Art Museum Vero and, and Vero Beach. Oh. Boy, that sounds like a entertaining day of fun and finding out so much you didn't know about cars. John, you have the greatest calls. You always have something for us. We had a call last week, John, about a woman had a car, and I said, you need to get hold of John from Palm City, and we never got hold of you. Do you remember what car that was? Uh, 
Uh, I can. I'll look into that. Yeah, well, I'll have to. I've got it in my notes from the last show, and uh, now that you're. Oh, well, um, you have my number when I call into you, so she yeah. can, I'll be glad to try and help people. That's what I've done all my life, yeah. and well, thanks, I'm very John. happy to uh, give the assistance to people. It's my way of thought to help people, like you guys do on the radio. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank You're great, you. John. Thank you guys for being there. Thank you. Thanks for the call week in and week out. Uh, we are going to go back to uh, Mimi's call. Thanks so much for calling back, Mimi. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Sometimes we can't take the calls immediately. Sorry for oh, the wait. Okay. What that's can we okay. do for you? I'm old enough, I don't care. Um, I love Art Deco, by the way. It's so lyrical and back to nature, very beautiful. Um, my <laughs> my 2008 uh, Dodge Grand Caravan, um, the one with the wheelchair possibilities, um, it had an engine light go on, so I took it to Advanced Auto Parts over here on 45th Street, and they were kind enough to figure out that it was the knock sensor. Now, I don't know what that is. The car drives just fine, although I've been really careful. I only take it, you know, like a few miles away at a time, um, you know, for the grocery or something like that. What my question is, um, I won't get to get it to a... Um, a uh, mechanic till next Thursday when uh, <clears throat> arrangements will be made. Can I? How far can I go? Can I take it out every couple of days for a little drive, or should I let it sit? Or what is a knock sensor? Not expensive either. It's a little thing, I guess. Yeah, you'll you'll be just fine to drive it. Um, do you remember in the old days when we used to have the uh, leaded gasoline? And you had what was called a spark knock or a ping when you would accelerate the car. Yes. Uh, you'd step on the gas, you hear this tick, 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 you know, while it was yeah. revving up a bit. That's uh -huh. spark knock. And on modern cars where the computer can control the ignition timing, the knock sensor actually detects that spark knock or that ping before it can start even. It, at the moment it hears it, just oh. the first little tap of it, the knock sensor detects it, and the computer will adjust the ignition timing to reduce that spark knock, to make it go away. And uh -huh. ordinarily what happened is when you had that spark knock in the old cars, your mechanic would either adjust the timing a little bit to reduce it down, of course, that costs you a little bit of power, or you had to step up to a higher grade of gasoline with higher octane so it burns slower and would reduce that spark knock. But modern cars now, they've designed it to where it can automatically re adjust the timing just a little bit to make that knock go away, and then it will keep bumping that timing back up just to the point where it's about to knock, and as soon as it starts to hear it, it drops it back again, so it's constantly adjusting it. But when the, when the knock sensor stops working, the computer will actually reset the timing back to a pre-programmed value and set it back just a little ways. So you might actually lose like a tiny little bit of performance that most people won't even notice. You'll never even realize that it happened. But once you get the new one in, that'll clear up that check engine light and everything will be fine. But you're completely safe to drive the car until you can get it taken care of. Thanks, Rick. Oh, thank you so much. That makes me feel better. I'm so happy to listen to your show. Thanks again. Oh, Bye -bye. thank you, Mimi. We're glad Bye. we could help. 
Rick always has the answer. And I learned something new. I never knew what a knock sensor was. I thought a knock sensor was my dog when he barks when they knock on the door. <clears throat> my I dog's th- good at that. I thought it was something to do with the front door, too. <laughs> like it, it's a doorbell. <laughs> Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Boy, I can't wait until my cough is cleared up and I can talk like Nancy. <clears throat> and Rick, you sound terrible. Uh, we're, I am we're done ready for, for the lungs. I just, I just got better. <laughs> Can I tell a Tesla story? Uh, we have Marty okay. holding. Okay. Uh, so I'll tell it later. If you could just hold that thought, so we'll no. go to. We'll, <laughs> that's right, Marty. Welcome to the Hi. show. How are you? Hi, good. Glad to see Stu is back in his chair. Yes. Uh, thanks. We are uh, happy. I got a couple points. Point one, in New York State, you could never take a car out. The car dealers used to have to call the insurance company, and you'd have to get your insurance card faxed over or whatever before you could ever take the car out. Florida, I think you got 30 days to change the insurance because they don't want you changing your mind on the car. They want you to take the car out one minute after you've signed the paper. And you've got to have a license plate and registration before they'll let you take it home. Right, right. My second point or question is, now that these interest rates have gone up, what about the leases? I don't think there's any more bargain leases on anything. Fewer, you- I mean, for sure. They're, they're, the industry is getting nervous about that. The dealers and the manufacturers are really starting to get nervous because they aren't leasing very many cars. And leases are their prime. You know, not only do you make more money on a lease, but you're able to get the uh, about 50% greater return to purchase or lease when a person leases than when they buy. So leasing is down from like 30% of deliveries down to like 10 or 15%. And they're trying everything they can to get that percentage higher. Yeah. Now, I went over to Ed Moore's hand. My wife's got a CRV, but the lease is not up till April of 24. Mm-hmm. I prefer getting a RAV4, but j- just for me to check it, I went over there. And the guy said, even if you have 3000 or $4,000 worth of equity, he said, the lease price in the same car is over $150 a month more than we're paying now. Hmm. So I told him, well, I'll just buy the, you know, buy the lease out then at the end if it's the same in April of 24. And he said, it's the only smart thing to do. He said, don't, don't. <laughs> he was very honest. And he said, don't bother with a lease. Yeah, the residual values were very, very high uh, three years ago. And, and then the, with uh uh, they overestimated the value of these cars, and it's just—I mean—they underestimated. Is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. So they now they've overreacted in their new uh, residuals. I'm, I'm afraid. And what Nancy said in the beginning, she said, "Tell us if you're still waiting for your car." I'm waiting now, eleven months. <laughs> Are you? And yeah. From yeah. your dealership. Yeah. So yeah. I know. I know it's a long wait. So I'm not figuring on a 23. I'm figuring on a 24. 
Yeah. Right, Stu? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's great yeah. is that possible, uh, <laughs> you realize, you know, how long you're going to wait. I had several phone calls this past week, and um, to my surprise, they were surprised that they were still waiting for their vehicle. And uh, in these times, you still have to have some patience. But, uh, Marty, let me ask you this question. Were you surprised that the interest rates went up again? What is this, the ninth time? Yeah, well, I think now what they said is so many people were had uh, new jobs. What did they say? 517,000 uh, right. jobs. In they, it's going to still keep going up, you know. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you one thing. The banks, they're not paying out. You know, they, they definitely went up in their interest rate, like on CDs. But the, the, they think the interest rate is eventually going to come down. Yeah. And, well, and they're uh, not locking people in for five and ten years. They're making sure they maybe have a one-year CD. For people rate. who are thinking about buying a home or buying a new car, you know, this uh, it's a game changer. Uh, but uh, on a more positive note, uh, credit unions are going to be getting a lot of business. That's the way to go. Yeah, and I just want you to know as far as the car I'm looking for, there's not any dealership out of the all South Florida guys are in Pompano and in West Palm Beach. Nobody has like a hybrid uh, Camry XLE. It's, it's, nobody has it. Nobody's ever seen one, I don't think. <laughs> and you may never see one. That's why we call them unicorns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if I don't see it, well, right now I've got three years on my car, so I guess I can six years. Maybe it'll be a classic. Before, there you uh, go. Yeah, we're calling John from Palm City to find you right. a bar. Yeah. All right, so well, have a good one. Marty, thanks have for the good. phone call. We love talking to you. Have okay. a great weekend. 877-960-9960 and 772 is where you can text us, 772-497-6530. We're going to go back to Stu, and we're also going to get in touch over here with uh, Rick when Stu's finished. Okay, we have a text here, and it's a doozy. Ah, a doozy. D-U-E-S-I-E. <laughs> doozy. <laughs> All right, listen to this. Follow along. It's a little bit long. Um, if a dealer takes a car in trade, which has a good title, and a short time later discovers that a couple of owners back on that title, the title had been washed. The fella who traded it in had, had bought that car, not knowing about any of the title problems because it was a clean title when he got it. It turns out the trade in was worth a lot less because of the washed title problems. Uh, the dealer then went after the fella who traded it in in an attempt to recover the difference between the trade in allowance and the actual cash value of the trade in. Um, and this owner <laughs> refused to pay. <clears throat> is the previous owner, the, the person who traded in, legally responsible to pay the difference? I'm going to say no, but I'll turn it over to you. You know, I, I think, I think the, uh, you, the original sin, the original time it happened, uh, I think it goes back to that time. It would be a very awkward uh, situation, probably practically speaking, right. impossible. Legally to sort out. Yeah, but uh, the, the, I think with odometers... Uh, the, the dealer that traded it in with a bad odometer, even if the owner was guilty of sending it back, it's the, dealer. the dealer was one that you'd have to go after for any consideration. And subsequent dealers, I don't think would be 
uh, held re- responsible. But if there's any lawyers out there listening, yeah. correct me. But I think that's the answer. I think also it's the it's up to the dealer's due diligence to make sure the vehicles he's are taking in inventory. Um, they have clean titles, and most dealers don't do title checks. You know, right there, you do a Carfax, and Carfax will alert you to title checks. So th- that would be my question: Did it show up on the Carfax or auto check report? Because that's the first clue usually if you see there's a title issue. All right. All right, the next, we have another text from Jim in Indiana. Uh, Good morning, Stu. Hey, Jim. Um, So glad to have you healthy and back. Um, You've been sorely missed. The show just isn't the same without, I shouldn't be, somebody should be reading this to me. The show just isn't the same without your contributions and you. Thanks, Jim. I'm touched. I think we're caught up. I'm going to log back into into the. um, I'll tell my Tesla story. Perfect timing. I just want to, I, people know that I drive, that's going to have a, actually a Plaid, the fastest Tesla uh, uh, S model, but they call it the Plaid. And uh, we love it. We have a lot of fun with it. And, uh, but because we own the Tesla, we talk to a lot of other Tesla people and we read a lot about Tesla. So I just like to keep all you Tesla folks out there updated. By the way, when I'm driving on the road now, uh, I'm seeing more and more Teslas. It's number one selling electric car in the world. I mean, it's hard to believe the volume that that uh, vehicle is getting. But uh, I, I had a problem with the Tesla the other day, and the windshield washer, not a big deal, and I, I lived with it for a while. I even took it into our dealership, and they said, well, we can't do anything. Uh, we'd have to take this apart, and it would be a warranty issue. So I brought it home. So finally I decided, uh, or someone called, somebody called yeah, the show. What, what happened was it all began with me filling the reservoir. Because I yeah. like doing that. I yeah. liked filling mine, and I like filling the uh, Tesla. And I thought it would be very interesting to compare the Tesla to the Avalon in the experience. Yeah, I get excited easily. Uh, but at any rate, I'll continue with the story. So uh, we, we contacted Tesla on the app that we, I have on my iPhone. And they said, uh, we will send a technician out to your home and take care of it. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, Jeff, the technician for Tesla, came out, and uh, he had his Tesla in the, in the driveway, and he had his tools and whatnot. And so I said, well, make yourself at home. Anyway, he jacked the car up in, mm-hmm. in the garage. You know, Rick, you would have loved this. I had to go out because I just really get into this stuff. And he had, like, his little doctor's bag. He had a little mini jack. He had all these little <laughs> tools. And it was just it was amazing what he could do in our garage where we didn't have to take the car in. Cool. It turned out great. Did he fix it? And the wipers sure. work. Did he fix it? Yes. Uh he found out that it needed a new motor. Now you would think, and this uh, is amazing to me, what are the chances of him having a windshield washer motor in his doctor's in, bag? In his, in his pack. So, well, you told him that it that the wipers, <laughs> the washer, didn't work, right? Uh, and he said that this is practically never the problem. Huh? He said he said it's the first time he's found. A situation where the windshield washer motor uh, went bad. Yeah, so maybe he always unique. brings one, and but, it just didn't turn out. Yeah. No. But he was smart. Everybody jump in and here. He brought along. Everybody <laughs> jump in. I mean, hey, I just have some questions. You tell my story for me. Wait, Wait, all of you. I, hey. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just praising the mechanic oh, because he was smart I, enough I to bring I have never had that. the experience 
of someone coming out of the house. Usually they have to take the car back because they don't have the tools. They have to order the part. I don't know if this was a fluke or not, but I was amazed in about an hour I had a new windshield washer motor. And uh, he also told me something very interesting I, I never knew. Now, you Tesla owners, listen to this. If you have an issue with your Tesla, uh, you know, any kind of a glitch, you're driving along the road, a glitch, and you have a problem, you hit your little speak button where you talk to your Tesla and you say, bug fix. And when you say bug fix, it goes straight through to the tech uh, at Tesla in the world, and they, they, the computer automatically takes a digital picture of your vehicle at the instant that, that the problem's happening. It's kind of like when we, when we deal with service customers and it's an intermittent problem, yeah. and we ask them to describe it, we ask them to take videos, this yeah. is at that moment you have a technician yeah. paying attention. And then the, the, he looks at, at, at what he's looking at, and he calls you and tells you what the issue is and whether to take it to the dealership or get out of the car immediately. <laughs> By the way, my, when I told the technician I didn't know about that, and thank you very much, I said the last time I had a, a, a issue, I was backing out of my garage, and I got right up to across the street in front of my neighbor's house, and it wouldn't go out of reverse. So uh, I rebooted. Bug fix. Uh, so, so <laughs> Bug fix. Bug fix. I, I rebooted. He says, reboot is the best thing you can do. He says, reboot and bug check. So all you... Bug Tesla it. holders out there, uh, I think it's really cool. Oh, you know, bug check or bug fix? Yeah, bug check, bug check, bug check, bug check. I didn't know about that when I was driving. C H A C K. What great times! I mean, I just I learned a lot on the show. I've been gone too long. I had a problem with that Tesla that I was driving, and it was glitching, like the screen would go off, and I didn't know about bug check. Yeah. So I I went, but I went on the app and got the service. I couldn't talk to anybody, and they came out to the to the dealership, our dealership. To um, uh, to fix the car, they weren't able to fix it there. Well, if you want to talk to anybody, I have Jeff's cell phone number. Yeah, we have you got a his personal, personal number, personal really? personal telephone okay. number. Well, I don't, I don't and, need that. And while you were away, Stu, you know, we we were talk we were talking. Earl and I were talking about the autonomous feature that you know we tried to utilize, and uh, we made a lot of enemies on we, the road. Well, you're still alive. We, we got That's called a lot of names. We got the finger. There yeah. were a lot of things going on. We were attacked. Yeah, you're probably uh, not the only ones. <laughs> but uh, right now, we're reporting a lot of good stories right now about Tesla and there are a lot of good stories so autonomous is for us to go out into the country yeah, and drive around away from like people. crazy <laughs> <laughs> this, Rick? this is from Donovan the Toyota Corolla has been the best selling car in the world since 1974 mm -hmm. in 2022 they sold 1.1 million units looks like that's coming to an end in 23 uh -oh. the Tesla Model Y became the fourth best-selling car in the world in 2022, selling 759,000 units. With the recent surge in sales, new factories are ramping up and the rating growth in sales. It's looking like an American car will be the best-selling car in the world this year. He says, in Germany, Tesla sales were up 912% in January of 23, versus 22. That's because of the price drops. Hmm. And Johnny Z. Fraidley had come in also to say the lower Tesla prices will definitely help it reach number one. Now, this, that, so, that's a good tie into this anonymous <coughs> feedback. They said that 
It says, nice story that Elon Musk and Tesla is selling the Model Y in China for about half the price of what's being sold in, in the yeah, U.S. It, it's, yeah. ama- it's amazing so. what's happening with the Y and the price and how it's gone down. But Donovan, we have a chair right here for you in the studio. That's Boy, right. I'll tell you, you're filled with all kind of information. We'll squeeze them in. We have one extra microphone. <laughs> now, we're saying you know, a lot of good things about Tesla, to be fair. Here's something bad. And uh, it's uh, it, it really surprises me. I've talked negatively about the Tesla self-driving, you know, the total autonomous feature, and Nancy and I have had some bad experiences with it. It isn't what it was cut up to be, uh, cut out to be. And Consumer Reports recently tested all of the autonomous drive uh, technologies, and Tesla was number two out of 12. Now they've dropped to seven. So uh, Tesla's losing ground in their autonomous driving, and I'll... And Nancy and I are, are witnesses to this. We've had we've had some scary issues with that. Uh, we've actually had the car stop uh, in a busy road. We've had a car. We've had our car want to make a left-hand turn from the right-hand lane. So there's some glitches in the autonomous and consumer reports. Uh, slap Tesla down on that. Yeah, that but that's basically it, the autonomous yeah. feature uh, that can, uh, you know, that you're led to believe that you can just go, uh, you know, ball, I mean, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> wide open throttle. Uh, wide open. Uh, and uh, that's not the case. Autonomous, you know, uh, we need more autonomous out there in order for us to each understand each other because we're creatures of habit with our gas-driven cars. And uh, this autonomous has just stopped where she shouldn't stop mm. and uh, we well you get the point okay folks um well um, I hope everyone uh, enjoyed Earl's story about the Tesla and uh, I know we did and uh, if you'd like to talk about the Tesla or maybe a purchase that you made or you've leased or a car you're waiting for give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960 and i do have fifty dollars for one more new female caller so give me a call before we run out of time i have that right here holding it in my hands for you so give us a call 877-960-9960 and text us at 772-497-6530 I think Rick has some things for us. We've got a couple here yet. Uh, Guy Larrabee says, Toyota announced that they'll be producing an EV Hilux, which is a a pickup truck, smaller than Tacoma in foreign markets. With Ford's success with the Maverick here, is there any chance of seeing that EV Hilux in the U.S.? We Um, haven't haven't heard anything about that. Only recently did we get... um, some information about Toyota's shift and and their strategy with EV, uh, like kind of catching up a little bit. Um, Fired Akio. Akio's gone. And um, is he going to remain on the board or is he just gone? He's he's around. Probably. I don't know. Okay. So I was reading about that. Pardon me, Stu. I was reading about that in the automotive news in uh, uh, Satio. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's pretty excited and he's only 53 years old. Yeah. Hey, and uh, he's got some. He's got some plans. Seto san, good luck. Good luck. Akio I hope he's, is very happy. Yeah, I mean, I when I when I heard the news, that's the first thing I thought of. I thought it had to do with the the EV. Um, it could have been a strategic blunder on Akio's part, but we don't know. Um, yeah, they fell behind with the Prius, yeah. and they just didn't stay up to. Well, and uh, Rick broke World that news fast. last week. But to answer your question uh, about the Hilux. Um, 
everybody likes the Hilux. It's a, it's an overseas uh, vehicle. It's like a Tacoma. It's available in a vehicle. If you're a truck nut, then you that you know about the Hilux, and they're pretty cool. So an Electra Hilux is pretty exciting, but no specific information um, about whether that's coming to the States. Um, I don't know that. I don't think mm. so. I don't think it will. It's too small. <coughs> yeah. We okay. like our big EVs. Yeah. And Regina Downey says, uh, Hi, Earl. Last week, Karen was the lady that had called in about the 85 convertible Mercedes. Oh. And Jeremy uh, should have the contact information, or you might have it, because I believe that she was a first-time caller. Um, so we pass that information on to John to see maybe get her some great. interest well, on her car. Much, well, that's yeah. a great idea. Karen, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's a great idea. Uh, Rick, I'm <clears> going to go back <throat> to the phones uh, where uh, Richard is holding. And uh, Charles, hold on. We'll be right with you. Good morning, Richard. Uh, good morning. How y'all doing? Good. Well, well, thank you. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm a constant listener every Saturday morning. Uh, you're doing the Tesla thing this morning, so I thought I'd call in. I'm a Tesla owner. I've called before. I have a Model S, mm-hmm. and uh, I wanted to reinforce the uh, good experience you had uh, with a uh, home service like Tesla. I've had it three times, I believe, on various things, including really? the flat tire. Hmm. Uh, they do a great job. Yeah. Uh, well, that's great. What 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 issues did you have, uh, Richard? Uh, uh, this was well, the first. Was a, one was a flat tire, and they come right out, and they have a tire all mounted, and they take your tire back and fix it, and put another one on for you, so you can go wherever you want, and then uh, later on you swap it. Did they charge you for the uh, for that service? No, it's free. Wow, that is that, that's amazing. amazing. I didn't know that. So not only warranty sure. service. No, uh, you know, you don't have a spare tire, so I thought I'd write. And I've dealt with a uh, Jeff has service. He's one of the guys who've been out to see me, too. And wow. he's good. Boy, uh, we learned something the, new uh, today. Um, I didn't know that. So they, they'll show up with a brand new tire. They have your spare tire. <laughs> amazing. We got it. We'll drive it out to you. That's incredible. Yeah. They, um. I also had them uh, service the uh, air conditioner filter, and they right. do that in the yard for about sixty bucks. The HEPA filter that's in the air conditioner. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it gets a little wet and mildewy, and you get an odor. Well, I wish I'd known that. I've had three flat tires, and I took it to my dealership to have them fix it, and it would have been easier if I had called Tesla. Yeah, call them. They come out, and like I say, the uh, and they know the reason I. I caution people, don't let anybody change the tire on a Tesla. They may not know how to jack it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a revelation the kind of work they've done. So you had also your air conditioner worked my, on? Uh, garage door opener. You know, the dash, dash uh, garage door opener. <laughs> and uh, where we work, well, they come out and fix that for me, too. Richard, have you tried the autonomous, the Toyota self-driving on yeah, your S? I was going to get to that. I'm a big autonomous fan. <laughs> I'll watch it from day one. I've been, uh, you know, been the beta tester and all that sort of thing. Uh, it has proved and proved steadily almost every month. There's a, a considerable improvement mm-hmm. in the driving and whatever. Uh, I, I understand you're concerned about the quick stopping, but that has improved where it does. It does it easier now. Mm-hmm. I use it quite a bit. Uh, okay. I've had it take me places. I do not use it. Um, in a really, really tight situation, you've got to grit your teeth to do that. I've yeah. tried it, and it, it, it recovers, but it wants to make dodgy moves. Yeah. And it's, uh, 
It, it's, uh, there's a lot of situations like that now. With a, we have a huge amount of traffic on the roads here in Palm Beach County. And uh, depending on the time of day, uh, you're really in heavy traffic a good percentage of the time. And I, I get very nervous about uh, my Tesla doing something strange. Uh, in, well, it's, in, uh, yeah. it's, it's great in stop-and-go traffic. Like you get a, yeah. a stop-and-go traffic and traffic lights, you turn that on, it just takes care of it. I use that all the time. Yeah. I'm talking about heavy-moving traffic where they're high-speed, things are happening quick. Mm-hmm. I don't use it there. It it became a bigger problem uh, because of the intensity of the construction that's going on in our area, uh, which led the autonomous feature uh, very confused. I just did a test going up to my friend in uh, Palm City from Jupiter, and uh, I put put it on all the drive in my yard, and it took me put the address in. I went up there, and I went up the back way going up uh, off of Pratt Whitney Road. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had a couple of experiences that it did perform flawlessly. One was a four-way stop, mm-hmm. and it so happened there was three other cars at the at the stop. Well, it stopped. It let the one on the right go first, and then it took its turn and went ahead. And it did all that by itself. Oh, I'm in And on up the road, there was a construction site where they had uh, orange barrels set up for know, a quarter of a mile or so up mm-hmm. there before you turn on the Cannon Highway, mm-hmm. and um, it responded to that, moved over in the right lane, and then went over into Counter Highway and stopped. And then it pulled out and went into the left lane for higher speed and did all it by itself. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and it's gotten much, much smoother. I had it, I used it when it first came out. Mm-hmm. It was jerky and, and it was kind of scary, but <laughs> it, that's I, uh, encouraging. I'm a, I'm a proponent now, they're doing good. And um, I, by the way, uh, I'm not a fan of consumer reports on their cars. Mm-hmm. They mess a lot. They need some good nope. engineers on that thing. They don't. Uh, I. They mess a lot of stuff when they and they seem to have a vendetta against Tesla. The truth. So that's my my opinion anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't. I, I know. I I go on and on about consumer reports, and I, I I know they make mistakes. I've 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 seen some of their mistakes, but the thing I like about them is. Uh, when they make a mistake, they make a mistake. It isn't because they're in bed with a manufacturer. Or, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, and they, but you're right. They, they, they're they're not. They're far from perfect. And I'm a, I'm a subscriber. Don't get me wrong. I use it for all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I buy. yeah. But I just on the cars. They're not real good. I mean, there's other other podcasts and whatnot on Teslas that you'll learn a lot more. Yeah. And by the way, I want to thank you for the bit about the bug fix. I didn't know that one. Well, Jack. <laughs> yeah, it's, they should they should keep these things a secret. Uh, but uh, I, I I started to do it this morning, and we had a, a slight issue. But I I wasn't fast enough, and uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to use it and see if I actually get a call back from a technician. And Richard, um, I have a question for you before you uh, go, and uh, sure. that feature that uh, I do have uh, one more question. We got time. But go ahead with yours. Okay. <coughs> Um, you're, are you the only driver of that Tesla? No, my girlfriend loves it. Okay, so she drives it By and way, you I'm, drive I'm it. I'm years old. We've talked before. I'm a, I'm a retired Pratt Whitney engineer, rocket engineer. Okay, so both of you drive the Tesla. Yeah, I can't keep Okay, uh, Do you have a problem with the feature um, that uh, you can adjust uh, by entering your name or uh, your uh, girlfriend's name? Uh, is that an easy transition, or do you have a problem with that? 
Oh, it works well. You just go to the dice. I'm in there under my name. She's in there under her name. You, and you just touch it, and it goes to your seat adjustment, mirror adjustment, whatever you got. Hmm. Interesting. You, well, you, have you tried setting it up, and it doesn't respond, or what? I'm sorry. I'm having a problem hearing you. What was the question? Oh, I've, I said, have you tried setting it up, and it doesn't respond, or what is it doing? Uh, yes, it's definitely set up for both of us. Uh, but the transition is what's a, a, a little complicated when it comes to us, um, you know, changing seats. Uh, but we're working on when it. You, when, you touch a, when you touch the thing on the dash, it doesn't respond? Uh, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't understand what he's saying. Uh, I'm just trying to understand the problem. He says when you touch the icon on the dash, does it respond to you? Oh, absolutely. Hey, um, Richard, I just noticed that we've got like three or four calls backed up. Uh, we would love okay. to hear from you again. Yeah, I've got one about, about a Prius. Uh, when I get a chance, I'd like to talk to you about it. Okay, fantastic. You know how to get in touch with us. Have a wonderful weekend. We hope to hear from you again. Okay, we're going to go to Charles, who's been holding, and uh, Howard, hang on. Uh, we know you're there. Good morning, Charles. Good morning, Charles. Okay, let's move to uh, let's move to Howard. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. Welcome. Uh, I have a yeah. Thank you very much. Pleasure talking to you guys. Um, I have a question about uh, service. Uh, the question is this: When should you go to a dealership? What service? Or repair should you go to the dealership and not to an outside mechanic? Um, really, just about anything that can be handled that is not warranty should be able to be handled by an outside mechanic. Uh, if it's something really in-depth, like, say, electrical or possibly computer-related, then I'd be looking at taking it to a, a, uh, a dealership where the techs are going to be more specifically trained. But for basic maintenance, anything like that, basic repairs such as brakes, tires, belts, filters, outside mechanics are going to be a, a much cheaper option in most cases. Yeah, my son had a Mustang, and he was up here in Florida, <clears throat> and uh, he went to a, a number of, of uh, non-dealerships. They could not fix the problem. This is in 2012. We had to bring it to Ford. Ford charged them much more money, but they fixed the problem. So that's why I'm asking that question. 2012 may be different than today. So uh, would you say in 2012 the uh, the dealership could do more than the, the outside mechanic? Uh, it depends on the car. Cars have gotten so complicated now that um, the modern ones, everything is computerized. And without special training, and certain special equipment to really diagnose the cars properly, a lot of outside shops are left with their hands in the air. But dealerships have one thing about it, though. The buck stops there. Uh, we really can't say, I'm sorry, we don't know what's wrong with your car and we can't figure it out because the customer's going to say, no, it's your car, figure it out. You you guys, you know, you're, you're Ford, you built this car, figure it out eventually they're going to have to 
and also the fact we have access to the manufacturer, and oftentimes <coughs> if we have a problem we can't figure out, uh, we can call to a technician for Toyota, and any manufacturer uh, will have uh, technical experts. They can actually send a factory person <coughs> into the dealership to check the car out. So uh, you have a, a much deeper source resources if you have a very highly co complicated problem. But uh, when you're going the outside independent mechanic, it's a lot less money. You just want to be sure they're qualified. And you really always can't tell until you actually get into the... Uh, trying to get the uh, car fixed, and then they, sometimes it's too late. They'll go in, they'll log a lot of hours, they'll be charging you for their time, and they still don't fix the vehicle. So that's the reason you have to be sure you have a qualified independent. That's great. I have another question. I'm not going to ask it because you backed up. I'll now talk to you next week. Thank you very much for the information. Thank you very much. Thank I you, Howard. Uh, thanks for your consideration. Uh, it is just uh, by the clock, 9.32. And, uh, Earl, do you want to get started with the uh, mystery shop, or would you like to go to Stu and her? And well, I think we have some time for text. Or okay, other. we're going to go back to Stu. All right, clear up the, the last text. We have one from Bob. says, good morning. I'm listening to the show this morning, and it sounds like a lot of people are having issues occurring with their Teslas. Sounds like some minor ones, but it sounds like a lot are having issues. That's from Bob. And let's see here. We have one from Anonymous Feedback. Um, such corruption, really sickening the way these dealers get away with murder. Uh, your best bet is buy a car in a different state because Florida is just bad news. Not a con consumer-friendly state at all. You're spending your hard-earned money, but the dealers have all the rights. And it is tough in Florida, but we have had some, some silver linings, some, some encouragement recently with uh, the Attorney General's office and some of the prosecutions uh, that are going on and investigations. I'm glad to hear you say that. Well, too. Florida is de Florida definitely is it's bad. <laughs> the worst, mm -hmm. and South Florida is is really terrible. So, you know, if if you're in a position to get a car from a friendly state, <laughs> you know, we found Pennsylvania and Tennessee uh, are a couple of states that we mystery shopped, and we've seen some very very good dealers in other areas. So, I, I think there's something about South Florida that is unique. And if I could avoid, if I were not in the business and I was just a civilian out there trying to buy a car, I think I'd at least drive to North Florida. Right. <laughs> I, I, I think I, it's, yeah, get I, out of the urban areas. Yeah. I wouldn't buy a car in Fort Lauderdale or Miami. I don't know any dealers down there that I would want to buy a car from. I'd go up to Lake City or Eustis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and as like far that. as the previous uh, text about the Tesla, um, now, Tesla is just a hot topic. It's fun to talk about. Elon Musk is a character. Uh, it's a phenomenon. So I think a lot of Tesla people uh, like to talk about their vehicles. And we talk about the problems and the good things and the bad things. Uh, you know, Nancy and I love our Tesla, but we also complain about the, the problems and the issues we have with it. But it's, uh, it, they're amazing machines. And, uh, and uh, I, I still think, it, you, you heard Rick uh, uh, had a caller on YouTube the Tesla Y is number four in the world. Fourth and best. Yes. That's from Donovan. Donovan. And, and Elon Musk, I mean, he's just a damn genius when it comes to marketing. He doesn't get enough credit for that. Think of this. Do you know another manufacturer that doesn't advertise their car? 
Tesla does not advertise. Have you ever seen a Tesla advertisement? Nope. All Elon Musk is, Elon Musk, because he, he tweets and he goes on television and he and he's interviewed and people are begging him to talk. And he, but for a long time, he had the only electric car. So <laughs> People sought him out. And he's making a 23% margin, which is more margin than any manufacturer makes, yep. and any dealer makes. So he was able to cut the price of the Tesla Y by $15,000, and then... And still make a ton of money. <laughs> it qualifies for the $7,500 rebate as a $22,000 tax, I mean, price cut, and he's still making a good margin. It argument could be made that he made a pricing mistake in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's just fun to talk about. I, I can't stop talking about it. But it, it, trust me, as a Tesla owner... Uh, and I know a lot of people that own non-Teslas. Uh, I have fewer problems with that Tesla than I've had than other people have with their normal cars. Rick, here's a slightly different opinion from Steve Maggs. No, Tesla says, sucks. <laughs> huh? In my opinion, people who drive with Tesla's autonomous driving features are nothing more than beta testers for Tesla. Of course, mm -hmm. Musk has admitted as much. He uses self-driving errors to improve the software. Yeah. That's how it's going to work. He says, sure. My non-Tesla, Steve's non-Tesla, has a self-driving feature, which I only use on major highways since the cars are all going in the same direction and around the same speed. Reduces fatigue during long-distance drives. And to think that Tesla charges $6,000 for the owner to use the autopilot in a Model 3. I think it's even more money for some of the other models. Ten. Owners are actually paying Tesla to be their beta testers. Okay, let me, all right, look, all right, you're absolutely right. That's fine. It is a beta product, but did you know that in the Tesla autonomous cars, the percentage of action <coughs> is fewer than the average car? So, uh, yes, it's a beta program. Yes, it's not perfected yet. Yes, there are accidents, and yes, there have even been deaths. But the percentages, right. if you buy a Ford or you buy a Buick, or you buy a Honda, your chances of having an accident are much greater than uh, than in an autonomous Tesla. And well, we're also, yeah, beta, I know it can be used as a pejorative, saying it's not ready for public consumption, but when we're, this is like a frontier, and I'm not defending techs, I'm, I'm talking about all EVs and autonomous driving. That, that's the only way it's gonna happen is by feedback and real world experience. Every it's not new be done model in the of car that lab. comes out, yeah. every, every car that hits the road for the first time, yeah. For the first several years, you're a beta tester. Yeah, and when when, uh, when just, internal combustion engines cars came out, you know, 100 and something years ago, <clears throat> everybody was a beta tester. Yeah. You know, and sure. nobody's being it, forced. It to, no yeah. one's being forced to be a beta tester. You do it voluntarily, and you talk about it. You pony up some cash and yeah, have fun. Exactly. Look how many times your cell phone updates over the course of a month. Yeah. Tell me that's not beta testing. Yeah, Same and, thing. And with my Tesla, by the way, I just found out, I don't know if the student knows this, you're supposed to leave the Tesla plugged in all the time. When you Every every night, you're supposed to keep your Tesla plugged in. Oh, okay. And the reason for that is because they do constant software updates, and you will have continuous... And if you're not plugged in, they don't do it. If you're not plugged in, they don't do it. So, uh, but at, at any rate... Uh, Learning a lot, a whole lot, about Tesla and... Uh, AI, EVs, it's all here, folks. It's uh, not in the future. It's here. It's now. We are going to go to our mystery shopping report. 
Uh, that mystery shopping report is from CarMax and, and Royal Palm Beach. And written by ChatGPT. Pardon me? And written by ChatGPT. Yes, right. <laughs> absolutely. And folks, you can vote on the mystery shopping report uh, by going to uh, 772-497-6530. That's where you can text your vote on the mystery shop. It's real important we hear from you, so take advantage of that, 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Okay. CarMax is the largest used car dealership chain in the United States, probably the world, with over 200 locations. They're established in 1993. CarMax has built a reputation for offering a stress-free car buying experience focused on customer satisfaction. The uh, company's no haggle pricing policy. Wide range of used vehicles are the reasons why CarMax has become the most popular choice for used car buyers. We've recommended CarMax over and over, and we still do on this program. In this report, Agent Lightning will be exploring the CarMax sales experience at the Royal Palm Beach at South Florida location amidst the current market of declining used car prices. She will provide an in-depth look at what it's like to purchase a used car at this CarMax location and how the dealership is adapting to the current market conditions. This report is aimed at providing our listeners with valuable insights and information about the CarMax sales experience. Agent Lightning has been our eyes and ears in the field through some of the craziest times in the car business. So it looks like the times are changing again. So here's a report speaking as if I am Agent Lightning. I recently visited the CarMax location in Royal Palm Beach, Florida to investigate their sales experience. Upon arrival, I was greeted by a salesman named Lee who was unlocking the doors. As I walked up, Lee asked if I had an appointment with anyone in particular. I told him that I did not. He then invited me to follow him to his desk. I showed Lee the car I was interested in on my phone, and he turned the computer screen on so we could both see it together. He asked me if I had checked out the Carfax's report online, and when I told him that I was unaware I, I could, he pulled it up for me and printed it out. That's nice. The report showed that the car had only one owner and no accidents, which was a positive aspect. Lee suggested that we go find the car. We headed out to the lot. He pointed out their lots were usually full, but tax season was causing cars to sell quickly. I kind of, I kind of doubt that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, uh, it's unusual for a uh, Carfax salesman. It's also a little early for anybody to have their taxes back yeah, yet. Yeah, exactly. A little early, yeah. Very early. So, so I, I think Lee uh, uh, shouldn't have said that. Uh, we spotted the car right away, and we approached it. Lee apologized for how dirty it looked and explained that it had just arrived and needed to be detailed. He pointed out that the tires looked brand new and had low miles. Uh, uh, now, uh, in full disclosure, uh, we asked, uh, I asked, that we check and see what would be a good vehicle for us to talk to CarMax about. We had a ulterior motive for going into CarMax because we talked on the show last week about how CarMax has fallen behind the times in adjusting the prices of their inventories and that their sales and profits were down and that they were higher in their inventory cars than they should be because they were hesitant to write their cars down and, you know, take the pain of and the loss, uh, financial loss, of adjusting the cost of your inventory when it's too high. So we went in to check out cars that we knew had been there for a long time. 
and this Highlander was one of them. Um, the window sticker showed the same price I saw online, which was $40,998. Now, that number uh, was $7,000 higher than what the current wholesale value of that vehicle is. Now, you don't mark a car up $7,000, at least CarMax doesn't. And so that tells us right there right. that they're in the car too heavy. Yeah, they're not trying to rip somebody off and make $7,000. they are trying to get out of something they yeah. bought yeah. several months ago. Yeah, and, and, and you could say, well, that's their decision, but uh, the decision is a selfish one. People don't like to lose money. And when you're a public corporation, it's dangerous to lose money because everybody knows about it. And uh, you're making profit, profit, and you're a hero. And suddenly you realize you've got too much money invested in your cars. The prudent thing to do and the business uh, wise thing to do Bites is to adjust your inventory to the market. They have chosen, CarMax has chosen not to do that. Right. So we'll see how that. Take a piece of wood and bite on it too really exactly hard. Right. And then, then take the pain. <laughs> So $40,998, that's about $3,000 more than what my dealership would charge for that same vehicle. After starting the car and taking a look around, I was impressed with its condition. We head back inside. Lee, the salesman, promised to provide a detailed buyer's order. He explained that CarMax's salespeople work on salary rather than commission, which is a good thing, which he said is much nicer for customers. And it certainly is. Uh, when a salesperson is paid a percent of the profit and the salesperson has the ability and the authority to set the price, you're talking about a pure adversarial relationship. You might as well get into the boxing ring with somebody else. You are their enemy. You are enemies. He's trying to get the price higher and you're trying to get the price lower. At CarMax, it's salary. The salesperson has to sell the car for what CarMax said the price is and uh, that's it. He's not going to make more money or less money. Uh, he just makes less money if you don't buy the car. Um, he added that there are no hidden fees or information and the prices are non-negotiable with only a $399 dealer fee and a 90-day 4,000-mile warranty plus any remaining warranty from the original dealer. Now, that's not quite true either. And uh, later on, uh, when we checked the buyer's order, we found out they did have an electronic filing fee. And that is another name for a hidden fee or a dealer fee. I'm not sure that Lee, the salesperson, even knows that. But it is true that these tag agencies fees and, and, uh, and uh, electronic filing fees are just another name for a extra profit to the dealer. I, w I wonder if he ever asked why on their buyer's order it says optional exactly wouldn't he think that was uh yeah. when he yeah. makes that statement yeah. before and he's, uh, he's yeah. i'm sure he studied his own buyer's order and it says optional in the fine print on the buyer's order yeah. i mean it's by the yeah. it's by, by the charge but yeah. it's smaller and people you know, you're not going to see that i mean <laughs> well agent Lighten didn't didn't see it either i mean yeah. it's very small yeah. I, I wouldn't have seen it except for i'm yeah. you know, trying to blow up a pdf to so why why would carmax put put that in there because if they you ask a person, would you rather pay $39 more profit to me, or would you prefer not to? What's the answer going to be? I, I don't care. So why do you put it on the buyer's order in the first place? Uh, okay. Say, so Keith, it's $39. I just Lee spent $50,000. Also mentioned that CarMax sells extended warranties, 
and walked me through the options available for the specific make and model of the car I was interested in. He also mentioned that he didn't mention whether or not he gets a commission on the extended warranty, and I don't know. He also mentioned that if I took the car to a CarMax or Repair Pal certified shop, I, I'm not familiar with Repair Pal. Are you? No. I wasn't. I'm, I'm familiar with PayPal. That's one word, yeah. One word, R E P A I R P A L, Repair Pal certified shop. Mr. Kearney if, is Googling it. I would receive a $50 discount on the deductible for each repair. Probably owned by CarMax. Finally, Lee took me through the process of inputting my information, including a recall check with the vehicle identification number, and reached the screen for the buyer's order. He excused himself, spent the order, and returned <coughs> a few minutes later with it. The top line was 40988 As I said, uh, that's about $3,000 more than my dealership would charge for that car. And uh, it's $7,000 over what the current wholesale market value is for that car. Um, a 399 CarMax processing fee was added. That's what they call their dealer fee, hidden fee, whatever you want to call it. And a $34 optional, which is kind of silly, electronic filing fee. Lee thanked me for visiting CarMax and handed me his card. So uh, that is uh, the report. Uh, I will say this, that the, um, the buyer's order and uh, Agent Lightning commented on it, was one of the uh, uh, easiest to understand to read. Um, fairly standard, though. And, and it's a real buyer's order. It's yeah. Not just a worksheet. And uh, there's a picture of it. I mean, it just... Uh, and the fact that you would see a buyer's order, uh, usually you see a worksheet. So with CarMax, they give you a, a buyer's order. is a legal document. And they show you that, and you can sign it, and you can commit right away. And so it's uh, very upfront. Rick? Uh, apparently, RepairPal is a website that you can go to put in your make model of car and what repairs you're looking to have done and they will send you a list of uh Cert repair shops certified it's it's similar <clears throat> to the um uh the um collision thing that we're doing it's a network of uh, repair shops yeah. oh. I, I put in our um zip code um palm beach mitsubishi and then a lot of small independent shops in rivera beach and oh. it says they have a uh, from 64 reviews they have a rating of 2.6 stars. So That's not, good. That's not very good. good. <laughs> uh, but they're not owned by CarMax. CarMax or just no, a, no it's, it's just a uh, an outside source apparently that, uh, and the way, they, the way they make their money is the repair shops pay them 10% of the amount that they sell the cost customer for work. They send back to RepairPal to give them <laughs> yeah. a cut of the... <laughs> There. I was looking for some connection to Carl Max. Trick. I don't see anything. I mean, any, so, anything so, so the 10% is probably going to be more than the 50 bucks. So they're actually, <laughs> if you go through Repair Pal, you're going to end up paying more money because they got to pay 10% to the shop, and the shop's got to charge you 10% more to make up for that. But they're giving you a 50%. Oh, oh boy. <clears throat> Mickey Mouse. I, I, yeah. thank, thanks for checking it out, Rick. That's. Uh, surprised me a little bit about CarMax. Uh, so there are a couple of little surprises about CarMax, but they're still, <laughs> I think they're still recommended. We'll see after we get the votes on this uh, shopping report. Let me uh, see what's coming in. Yeah. Man. What do you got, Rick? I've got, let's see, Tom Steckel, A minus. With the gross margin they're earning on the sales price, they shouldn't be charging any fees. 
However, it sure beats having to haggle for hours to get addendums and fees reduced from a dealer. Tim Gilliland, B+, Kevin Bryson, B, Mark Ryan, B, Mark Smith, B, Scott Hunter, B, Johnny C. Fraidley, B, at least there aren't fees galore, Andrew Plasinski, although the price is a little higher than it should be, CarMax is a clear cut and and dry, a clear cut and dry business deal, B+. Brian Sedlatko, I like that CarMax has no pressure tactic, great as a B. Rocky Blockatiel is a B, and let's see here, Kirk in West by God, Virginia, CarMax Royal Palm Beach, just because you're an underwater doesn't mean I want to be too. <laughs> a big boo on the electronic filing fee, but everything else seemed reasonable and above board, so CarMax earns a C minus. Joseph Kelleher, a D, no dealer fees in upstate New York on used cars, not even a dock fee. That's interesting. Uh, Negan won with a D. Uh, for myself, I'm going to say, I'll say a, a, a C, because it seems like a pretty average thing, but that little extra dealer fee of the $39 added on, the $399, just put that in the price of the car. Go back to the guy that says there's no <clears throat> dealer fees or dock fees in upstate New York. Uh, Is there a way, can we contact him? Joseph Kelleher. He says... Uh, no dealer fees in upstate New York on used cars. Uh, hey, Joseph, how about call into us real quick, if you would? Maybe, or, or send a text to Stu uh, for, with some information where we can get in touch with you. That number for the text is 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. Excellent. Yeah, Joseph, if you contact Stu... Uh, Earl, definitely like to talk with you on that one a little more. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, uh, over here, um, we have from Bob says, I'm not grading today, but my wife, Agent Sprinkle, says C for CarMax. We have a C plus that just came in. Jonathan in Wellington, um, he says, I will give them a B. And I don't have anything on Facebook right now. As far as I'm, I don't, I, I, they got to do better than a C. Um, they get a they get a B. <laughs> I'm not going to overthink it. Yeah, Nancy. Well, um, in light of uh, all of Carvana's problems, uh, and they have had a lot lately, uh, I'm going to give them a, a, a C plus. Yeah, I, I I think this issue of their inventory not being written down, it, it's it's a very useful thing to know. If CarMax has done it, a lot of car dealers have done it. Uh, Right now is more important than ever before to shop used car prices because the salesman is helpless. If they, if the, if the owner of the dealership or the used car out, uh, outlet is is made the decision that he's going to stick with the prices that these cars were originally bought for and appraised for, uh, then the salespeople are helpless. They're just going to try to sell the car for the money that they have to sell the car for. So. Uh, we're in a transition period now on used cars, and we've learned now when the prestige used car seller in the world, CarMax, made the decision to stick with a heavy, uh, too heavy an inventory, uh, there'll be a lot of other car dealerships that are doing the same. Mm -hmm. Carvana's probably done it, and uh, I would think a lot of car dealers. So uh, you go, you can go to uh, uh, Auto Trader, and you can look at used car prices. And you, you should shop 
it's difficult to shop a used car because you know each used car is unique, but you need to come up with some flexibility on that model that you're choosing and shop the price more than you normally would. Another bit what? of advice, if you can, wait a little bit. Um, we're, 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 there's, the slide is occurring right now, oh. so it'll it's, they're, they're going to go lower. So if you can wait a little bit, yeah, you know, wait so, a little bit. Uh, what is your vote, Earl? I'll go with a B, and and I'll I'll also say that with, with uh, used car prices uh, with used car prices today, if you still have a lease out there, exercise your option to purchase. If you leased a car three years ago, uh, you have got yourself a real bargain. Uh, for now. For now. Yeah. And so so exercise your option. Uh, it, it don't be. I wouldn't buy a used car. If I like my lease car, I would rather buy that. And then you could, even if used car prices come down, you you might not be able to make a profit on your lease option purchase price, but you'll break even. If you buy a car now, you might pay $3,000 more than it's going to be six months from now. But if you bought, exercise your purchase option, that's probably not going to happen. And a lot of people out there are doing that. One of the reasons why used car prices are stabilizing or, or, you know, or where they are now haven't come down faster is because people, we're not seeing the used cars right. that are coming in. And, and the dealers aren't getting those, those lease returns. Them, Normally yeah. they'd go into their, our inventories. Yeah. Errol, I have to ask you, uh, so would you go to Carvana to purchase a, a used vehicle in light of everything that's been in the news recently, you know, all of the negative PR, I mean, between all the layoffs, you know, between the lack of inventory, uh, decline in sales, uh, everything, would you? Well, you've got nothing to lose by getting prices from everybody. I mean, time is on your side, and with online, uh, you're able to shop a huge number. Think about it, in the old days, when you shop for a car, how long did it take you to go to three or four dealerships? Right now, you can go to three or four dealerships in five minutes online. So why not go to 30 or 40 dealerships? If you want to spend some time and go to Carvana, uh, go to CarMax, uh, go to a lot of the independents, go to car dealerships. And if you, if you have a, if you have a uh, flexibility of the car you want to buy, you'll come across a bargain. And uh, uh, Great take, advice. A, take a couple days. Yeah, you could take the time. Yeah. It's... Uh, you know, in the end, you're the winner. Uh, folks, we have come to the end of another show, and uh, I want to give a special thank you to Stu, who showed up and surprised the heck out of us, and uh, he is a huge part of the show, and uh, there certainly was a big piece of the puzzle missing these past, um, which seems like forever, and it's just great to have him back. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome. Good to be back. Everyone, tune in next week, 8 o'clock. We'll be right here. And to all of you, have a great weekend. Thank you.